0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second of this week's uh, lineout podcasts. And in this episode, we will look at uh, the second of this weekend's rugby championship matches that uh, second encounter between Argentina and New Zealand. Well, unfortunately for Argentina, uh, the misery continued last Sunday. Uh, they had a pretty poor go of it against South Africa, losing both uh, matches in the opening two rounds in South Africa to the Springboks, and they looked a shadow of themselves and the side that uh, impressed so much, getting that historic first victory against the All Blacks last year. So yeah, pretty sloppy uh, against South Africa, and then last weekend, it was a bit of a horror show. Um I've always been a big uh, pumas fan i i love argentinian rugby i i always enjoy watching it but i have to admit i had spent a lot of the t- last sunday looking away from the television uh it was like watching a bad horror movie um you know there were some positives in there i thought uh you know that first half you know new zealand just kept attacking 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 and somehow i don't know how they did it but argentina hung on and didn't let them in um but you can only do that for so long. And you could see by sort of minute 35 that they, the Pumas were starting to crack. Um, and then once the old blacks got across it, it just kind of steadily diminished from there. Um, it's really frustrating. You know, this, this is a good Pumas team. You know, they haven't got, they haven't become a poor team overnight. Uh, this team is blessed with some of the best talent in test rugby but it's just not firing this year by a long stretch. Um, you know, the passion's there, the commitment's there, the, the, the effort is there, you know. Um, and, you know, they never really looked like they hung their heads and had given up, maybe in the last 10 minutes to a certain degree, but, you know, they, they were in it for the, the, you know, the full 80 minutes for the most part. It, it just wasn't, it just wasn't clicking um, and I don't know why it was clicking, and I don't think they know why it's clicking themselves. Um, so, yeah, a, a real conundrum there. As for New Zealand, uh, they are firing on all cylinders and then some um, to the point in preparation for the big two tests against the Springboks starting next weekend. I feel they, they feel that they can rest quite a few players, and they're probably fielding what will be be the most experimental old black side of the entire championship. So, uh, yeah, I guess they, to a certain extent can feel that they can take their foot slightly off the gas. Um, but yeah, going back to, to Argentina, that's a tough one. Uh, a real tough one. Um, the side they've, they've picked for this weekend is, is also pretty experimental um you know a front row that's going to have to go up against uh i mean not too much changes obviously julian montoya is still there as as, as captain and and, and a hooker um but you know they're up against a front row that's boasting the likes of the return of joe moody for new zealand it's a tough ask there uh second row you know that should that should do well um and I thought they put up a pretty brave fight last weekend, Matthias Salamano and Thomas Lavanini. And, you know, Lavanini for the most part, has, has got his disciplinary issues under control. Tubovai and Patrick Tubaluto, that's also quality, though. Uh, they haven't had as much game time as, as the rest of their colleagues, but it's still a pretty solid effort. So it's going to be competitive. And if they've got that, that front row boasting the likes of Joe Moody behind them, it's going to be dangerous uh back row you see Rodrigo Bruni loses place and when Martin Gonzalez come in uh I've heard a lot of good things about him I don't know too much about him and then you got Marcus Kramer and Pablo Matera I th- I definitely think Marcus Kramer had a terrific game last week he was one of the few things I think one of the few players that that could walk away from that match saying look I gave it my all it just didn't work but it was certainly not for the want of trying um you know, so expect another solid game from him. And yeah, in all essence, that's a that's a solid Puma's back row. Um, but it's up against some real talent, uh, new talent in Hoskins, Tutu, particularly at number eight for New Zealand and Ethan Blackadder. And then, of course, you got Artie Sevilla uh, on the flanks and also picking up the captain's, uh, captain's role again. Again, you know, it may be an experience for New Zealand with the exception of Sevilla, but it's quality through and through. So, you know, uh, the Pumas may have the edge in terms of experience, but uh, quality, I'd say they're pretty evenly matched. Gonzalo Bertrino uh, is back at scrum half, as is TJ Perinana. But I thought, I I'm, you know, Santiago Carreras, he gets, uh, Nicolas Sanchez is out for injury, so they've had to bring Carreras, who normally plays as a fullback, into the fly half position. Now, at a junior level, that's where he actually played most of his rugby. So he's got lots of experience uh, in, the, in a Puma's jersey at the, at, at the junior level in fly half. He, he knows what's required of him there, but he hasn't done it at this level. And I think to ask him to um, slot into the role of fly half for, against you know, a team that's rapidly looking invincible is a big ask. You know i know new zealand are pretty comfortable swapping mckenzie and barrett out at fly half and fullback and interchanging the two of them but you know this is carreras's first attempt at this and that's a pr- it's a pretty daunting test arena in which to ask him to to see how it works but we'll see maybe it'll work for him who knows um obviously with new zealand damien mckenzie uh, switches with bowden he goes into the fly half role, and uh, Bowden Barrett is is on the bench. Uh, interesting to see whether they keep McKenzie on in the fly half role for the entire match, and just uh, bring in Barrett to uh, replace his brother Jordy Barrett, who starts at uh, at fullback. Interesting to see how that's going to get played out. But uh, yeah, you know McKenzie, uh, huge talent. Uh, I, I kind of regard him a little bit like New Zealand's version of, of Scotland's Finn Russell. He's the kind of impish playmaker that, uh, that New Zealand have in that respect. Um, you know, Moenga, Richie Moenga, and uh, Bowden Barrett are obviously your first choice. But, you know, McKenzie really lends an air of unpredictability to the All Blacks game. So it'll be exciting to see him in action. And then in the backs, that's where Argentina really need to step up. I I thought they they were completely absent last week. Weekend, I thought there was a lot of the same problems we saw in terms of execution and overly complicated moves. Um, Not quite as bad as we saw against South Africa, but they were still trying to do too much sometimes and overcomplicate things. And overall, they weren't even really utilizing their backs. Their backs weren't really getting that much ball, uh, and when they did get it, they didn't make very good use of it. Their ball security was was pretty poor. Their handling errors were high. It, it, it was just messy. So, yeah, you're going to see Emilio, uh, Emiliano Boffelli on the on the wing as opposed to fullback where he normally plays. They're going to need a big game from him. You know, I think everybody knows about his boot, but we haven't really seen much of him in in recent years as to what he can do as an attacking threat. And I think Argentina are really hoping he brings that, uh, tomorrow. Santiago Chocobarres, I think is a great player at center. Um, you know, I don't think we saw enough of him last weekend and Lucio Sinti. uh, Again, I don't know too much about him, but that we definitely need to see more of Chocobarres. Santiago Cordero, I thought didn't have a particularly good game, dropped the ball a lot whenever he did get it. Uh, just seemed really unsure of himself, and Juan Cruz uh, Maliad fullback, again, quality player, but seemed unsure of himself last weekend, and it's up against, you know, an exceptionally uh, talented all-black offering, George Bridge, uh, Will Jordan, out on the wings, those guys know, they, they know how to cross the white line, uh, and expect to see them do quite a bit of it tomorrow uh rico yanni is back in the centers with quinn to play who i've heard lots of good things about but i must confess i don't know anything uh really too much about him so i can't really comment there but you know rico yanni seems relatively comf- comfortable switching from the wing to the the center channels um and you know he's certainly going to give that argentinian pairing of chocobaras and cinti so something to think about like i say jordan and bridge quality through and through uh expect to see them running the ball a lot and getting a lot of the ball and then Jordy barrett at last at fullback you know monster boot on him uh he's playing well this year again he's going to give malia some some serious headaches and then it's a quality bench uh particularly for the all blacks i gotta admit i don't know too much about the puma's front rope bench replacements uh, but Cody Taylor, uh, sorry, Cody Taylor, George Bauer, and Ofa Tuungafasi—we all know them. Particularly Bauer, and and you know Bauer is making a real name for himself as a newcomer, and Cody Taylor as that hooker is a is an established commodity. We yeah. um, do Petty uh, is on the bench, um, and I'm really excited to see Thomas Lozana uh, as a back row replacement. I rate him very very highly. And uh, we haven't seen very much of him of late. I'm not quite sure why, whether it's injury or whatever. But uh, when he's on song, he's a, he's a terrific player. Um, Domingo Miotti is the fly half replacement. Uh, a good player, but I think he lacks confidence at test level. And then Matias Moroni uh, as well for Argentina uh, as a center replacement. Again, capable. Uh, for New Zealand, Scott Barrett uh, in the second row, Luke Jacobson in the back row, I thought it's been absolutely outstanding, uh, making his debut this year. And Finlay Christie, I know nothing about as a scrum half replacement. Obviously, Bowden Barrett, we do. And uh, Braden Einor, um, who plays with the Crusaders at center, he's a real force to be reckoned with. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of him in the build up to New Zealand's World Cup campaign. game. So yeah, not too much to say about this one. Uh, the pundits are all basically saying it's going to be New Zealand to walk away with once again at Argentina's expense. You know, Argentina look pretty low on confidence. They're fielding a, a slightly experimental side tomorrow. I just hope that it's not a, a you know, a 39 or 45 nil drubbing. I hope this time they manage to get some points on the board that Defense, which showed such resolve in the first half of last weekend's match, is there and can last a bit longer this game. So, yeah, let's uh, just really hope that Argentina comes to the party. We know New Zealand will. And uh, if Argentina don't, then, yeah, New Zealand's just going to run away with it. But just hopefully, for Argentina's sake and and the sake of a very proud rugby nation, it's a little bit more of a closer scoreline. Uh, it's, it's difficult to see it. But I really hope that's the case tomorrow. And, and, you know, never write Argentina off. We all know that. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes in test rugby you can make. And I very much doubt New Zealand will be doing that. But, yeah, here's really hoping that uh, Argentina show up tomorrow. So on that note, uh, we're going to keep this run relatively quick. And I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to both these. And uh, they were of some value to you. As always, thanks ever so much for listening. Stay safe in these continued troubled times, everyone. Uh, Take care, and most of all, enjoy the rugby tomorrow.